Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, and uh, we are going to keep talking about, of course, we're going to keep talking about uh, free agency. We're going to talk about the draft. Um, I'm going to go back to some news that we talked about yesterday, go in a little bit more detail in depth depth on some of those things. And uh, ooh, were the Seattle Kraken close to making a deal with the Wild? All that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Uh, today was a really great day. I have so many very cool things to share with you. But first, let's start with a bit of news or a bit of news. Bit of news. As our friends over at uh, Too Many Men might say. But uh, this news is that Kevin Fiala signed a seven-year, $55.13 million contract with the Los Angeles Kings. That happened today. Uh, he was recently acquired in a trade with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he had an 85-point season, a career-high 85-point season, um, uh, and is a pretty good player. 33 goals, 52 assists is how that 85 points got broken down. Um and then this is Bill Guerin, uh, the wild general manager. The kid had a great year. We don't have NHL salary cap space. Honestly, to keep him, we'd have to trade three guys or two guys and deplete our team more. Then the following year, we're going to need even more. It just didn't fit. We've been down that road a couple of times with Kevin already. Hey, look, he had a great year, and we knew we just were not going to be able to do it. We knew that. They knew that. There's no sense in just trying to mess around and try to fit this and fit that and give them a low-ball deal. It's not going to work. We knew we were going to have to move him. And so <laughs> I also think it's interesting that the Wild is saying that they need younger guys um, because Fiala is, what, 25? The defenseman is, yeah, or sorry, no, they traded for, um, no, yeah, he's 25, sorry. They traded for defenseman Brock Faber, um, who obviously is a 2022 draft pick, so younger than 25, but my goodness, hockey. <laughs> the other side of 30, that phrase always just crushes me. Okay, so why the heck am I telling you about this Fiala deal? Because once again, we're going to go to our friends Kraken season. Really loving this account. They help me recap, if you will, what's happening in uh, Seattle Kraken news. And Kraken season reports <clears throat> or found a report that the Seattle Kraken were right there in the mix. And this makes a lot of sense to me. 25, I don't think is old. I love, love that he wears the number 22. A, a nice little thing uh, of mine. But um, 85 points in a season. Uh, talking, uh, we, I just read you the quote. That was from an article 
uh, on NHL.com and saying that, you know, Fiala, 85 points last season, a career high. He's a good player, but the Wild have known for a few years that they were going to have to jigger and rejigger some things as far as the salary cap. And that's what the Seattle Kraken need to be doing. They need to go after players. Oops, sorry, I didn't share it with you. We They need to go after players. Here's the post. Again, Kraken season, give them a follow. Um, they need to go after players that are great and are not affordable for the current team that they're on. And this just has to do with other contracts and things of that nature. Again, read that in the article. This is what, and this is why... <laughs> Ron Francis is going to be is already extremely busy. I think the next few weeks are going to be critical for the Seattle Kraken. Um, uh, Ron Francis hasn't been able to necessarily get the kind of deals done that he wants just yet, but I think they're coming. And there's a lot that the Seattle Kraken have to play with. So let's talk about the next few weeks. And for that, we're going to head over to um, Jeff Baker. So on the beat, you know, I love giving a shout out to the folks on the beat. I think that's extremely important, uh, you know, covering the same team. So why the heck not? And so this is Jeff Baker's latest over at the Seattle Times, how the next few weeks can set the tone for the Kraken's second season. Now, what did I talk about yesterday? I talked about how this is a Seattle Kraken team. They have to they have to have a winning record. If they're going to be on target for that three year, and I want you to remember that I have said consistently three years because I spoke to someone today. That's why we're doing the show is a little bit later in the day. I wanted to accommodate this person's schedule. I think you'll understand once you see who we have as a guest coming up. Um, but um, this person is in agreement with me that it's probably a three-year process, three to five-year process, and things have to happen have to happen this season. And that's what Jeff Baker is, is saying here. So what is that? What are some of the things that they need to get done? Um, you know, there's, uh, and so this is what Ron Francis is saying. I think with our movement at the deadline and cap space, we do have the ability, ability, excuse me, to acquire players, whether it's via trade, via free agency. So we'll certainly be looking at those areas to try and boost our lineup. We've been talking about that. I mean, I think there's no qualms. Again, this special guest that we're going to have probably after the holiday is um, also in agreement. I think we can all see the writing on the wall there. That's pretty straightforward. I think it's also interesting, though, going to... Um, and so, again, this is uh, from Jeff Baker. But I want to go over to um, The Athletic, and they have... One of the things, and I, when I used to write for The Athletic, we did this a lot, and I kind of liked it, where you get a lot of the writers from the league, um, in this case the NHL, to, um, to kind of talk about what they're seeing, um, what, what they're thinking, and this article from The Athletic is asking uh, what are the biggest uh, moves or questions that each – NHL team has as we get nearer to free agency and be still my heart. Ryan Soto Clark says maybe Ryan Donato, maybe Ryan Donato. 
you know he's a restricted free agent, especially if you listen to the show, because I talk about it all the time. Uh, he's not the only one. You've got Morgan Gigi and Jeff Baker talks about this. We talked about well, Victor Rosk. Um, you know, uh, th- there's a few of them. We've gone over the cap friendly stuff, and we'll we'll talk about it again next week. But um, I, I do like that Ryan says Ryan S. Clark says about Ryan Donato that the Kraken appear to be in a position to retain him. At a team-friendly price, he talks about the 22.8 million cap space right now and uh, having the funds to afford him um, while still having the flexibility to make moves that we know they need to make in free agency. I, you know, I want to see Donato stay. (laughs) I can't say it enough. Um, I just, I really like the guy. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I am going to talk about a little bit more of what's cracking. That's going to be kind of our news segment, more specific to the Seattle Kraken, but there's also some NHL news. So, you know, the hockey news, ha, didn't mean to do that one, but um, we'll talk about more hockey news, including the Hockey Hall of Fame. I didn't really get into it yesterday, but um right now, I want to tell you about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your sports betting needs, and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including, of course, um, Major League Baseball right now and future bets for the NHL. I've talked about that a few times. And betonline.net remains your number one source for all of these things, including, of course, boxing, MMA, golf, you name it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. And um, I want to keep this party moving and grooving because we're going to talk about some parties. We're going to talk about some uh, watch parties. We're going to talk about, um, you know, some fun festivities. I love what the Seattle Kraken do in the community and might be uh, writing about that soon. So I'll keep you posted on that. But um, there's a few things that are happening here that I want to talk about. First is, of course, the draft day party, which is happening at 32 Bar and Grill. There is a Facebook page. I will leave the link in the description. And for those of you who are members of The Depths, First of all, they extended our membership until August. So make sure you use that discount for some of your Seattle Kraken swag. Ooh, my special guest talked about swag. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Can you tell I'm excited? It was a great conversation. Anyway, draft party presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar um, at Kraken Community Iceplex. We've seen this. Again, this is in Draft Central. I've shown you around Draft Central. But I think what's cool is you're going to have Fitzy there. New father. Congratulations. Felicidades. Um, They're going to be dollar off beers. They're going to be half off big rig burgers. I love it. There's going to be raffles and prizes. Um, You can tape a message for the newest draft picks. That's going to be pretty cool. There's a public skate from 4 to 6.30. There's a used Kraken gear sale, which is so cool. That's amazing. And then there's a live radio schedule. You've got Dim Moore, Dim Moore, excuse me, Jim Moore and Dick 
Spain. There you go at, from 10 to 1 p.m. And then uh, Everett Fitzhugh and Dave Tomlinson with a special guest live from Montreal. Oh, okay. They will be on from 4 to 8 p.m. So even if you're not there, you can listen in live. So that's the first thing that I want to tell you about. Then there's also going to be um, a crack in practice. You can watch the Seattle crack in practice. I've told you about this before that. Um, and this is again, something that I saw at the depths. So, uh, you know, check it out, but there is uh, regular season practices that will be open to the public. This one, they're remi reminding you that the Starbucks rink one can accommodate 500 fans, but this is going to be, uh, the practice viewing for, um, for the uh, development camp. So keep on the lookout. We're going to keep talking about that. And then also the Seattle Kraken are going to have a Seattle Kraken kids zone. This is um, going to be up at the West Seattle Summerfest, July 15th through 17th. Uh, the Seattle Kraken out in the community, even in the off season, you love to see it. I wonder who that special guest is going to be. Um, I wonder if we're going to see uh, Turbo out at some of these things. We know that he kind of took on that community role uh, or is taking on a community role while recovering from his injury. <sighs> oh, my guest talked about that, too, and I got a little nauseated, but um, that is how the cookie crumbles. Um, you know, if you go over to bet online, I just read about bet online, but they also have odds. They have the odds up for hockey. Of course, we're talking about the draft. We're talking about the Stanley cup, but they also have the NHL draft odds. And, um, you can see, uh, the first pick odds, the odds are heavily in favor of Shane Wright at minus 400, Jurig Slavkovsky. Golfsky, excuse me, at a plus 175. And then Logan Cooley, that's the other name that they have up here, which is, oh, let me show it to you. So sorry. Uh, let me show you these odds. So you can head over to Bet Online and see these odds. Logan Cooley up here. Now we've talked about, we haven't really talked about Shane Wright, if I'm being honest. And part of that is because he is the presumptive number one pick. We do not have the number one pick. Um, I was, though, randomly watching Draft Today and Stranger Things, <laughs> I meant Stranger Things could happen, like I was saying that as a handoff. Although, actually, I was also watching Stranger Things and Draft Day. I think I wanted to, going down a rabbit hole here, we don't need to talk about it. Anyway, my point is, um, I think I'm getting the vibe. Are you getting this vibe? Let me know if you're getting this vibe. This will be our question of the day. Are you getting the vibe that people are starting to change up their mock draft orders? I feel like, ooh, I feel like, I don't know if it's a trade that I'm feeling, but I feel like we're going to get some, we're going to get some shakeups. I think we're going to get some shakeups. And I think there's a high chance that our team, the Seattle Kraken, is going to be right in the thick of it because we have to be. <laughs> I'd love to see it. 
I want the chaos. It's going to make it difficult for me to cover, but we'd rather be busy in the offseason than not, right? I think so. It's also going to be interesting because I will be in Chicago. I will not be in Montreal, uh, Quebec. I will be in Chicago because it's the WNBA All-Star Weekend. Congratulations to Sue Bird, made one of the co-captains. In case you missed it, she announced officially, she made it officially official, that it will only be one more year. She announced her retirement on the last East Coast trip that the Seattle Storm took. And um, the Seattle Storm, they had a really big win against the Las Vegas Aces last night. For my company that I run, Black Rosie Media, we actually had a photographer there. But it was a big win. Um, and they're inching towards that number one spot. So there you go. I said it before on this show. I'll say it again on this show. Maybe the Seattle storm will bring and rain down, if you will. Eh, eh, see what I did? Rain down some of their good juju for the Seattle Kraken. They share the same arena. I still have yet to be uh, and catch a game of any kind at Climate Pledge Arena not even, I didn't even get like a hard hat walkthrough. I, I, uh, I just missed it, but, uh, you know, two ships in the night, uh, my travel dates didn't work out, but, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to Seattle. Um, I am hopeful that I'll get to see Sue Bird and the storm and then definitely the Seattle Kraken. So I'm really excited for that. Anyway, um, you know what? I also, I was obviously doing a lot of channel surfing, which is interesting because I stream almost everything. Um, I was also watching the Mariners. Who are they playing the other night? Uh, was it Houston? Houston, we have a problem. I think it was Houston, right? Last night? I'll look it up. I'll, I'll go listen to Locked on Mariners. Uh, okay, coming up next on Locked on Kraken. We still are in our what's Kraken mode. I want to go to some pretty big news. That is the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I saw the email and I got a little teary-eyed and I'll tell you why. I told you that uh, I got a little misty-eyed looking at the hockey hall of fame list. And then the next reaction, unfortunately was not as, um, touching perhaps, or certainly not as, um, happy, but I'll tell you about that. But, um, as always, thank you for making locked on crack in one of your listens of the day. We have so many podcasts and I'm so thankful that you take time out to listen to this show locked on crack. And tomorrow is our one year anniversary and I'm not going to give the special guest away, uh, tomorrow, but we are going to go over some of my favorite moments as host, as your host, of Locked on Kraken. But once you finish listening here, head over to uh, Locked on NHL. They're going to get you ready for the draft. And um, keep an eye out because there are hosts that are going to be doing specials immediately reacting to their picks. We're going to get more details on that. I'll keep you posted on that. Waiting on a few things for Chicago to come through, but I will definitely keep you posted. You know, either way, I'm going to have a locked on now discussing the number four overall pick to the Seattle Kraken. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about that next week. It's a holiday weekend. So I hope you enjoy 
your holiday weekend, whatever your plans are. Mine are very loungy. Adult lounge. That sounded weird. That's not what I meant to say. I will, I am an adult and I will be lounging on my rooftop. That's, I feel like that's more appropriate. <laughs> ah, it's the end of the day. I'm talk about silly season. You know what I mean. Okay, here we go. Why did I get a little misty eyed? Well, First of all, let's go over who is in uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony for this year. Um, And for me, it starts in the builders category. And that's what got me misty-eyed because it's it's, um, Herb Carnegie. Herb Carnegie, quite literally, is the first hot black hockey player that I really learned about. And that's because when I went to my first, and I've talked about this, Blake Bolden. Oh, I had a Blake Bolden moment today. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But um, other than Blake Bolden, once I was like, yo, Blake Bolden is black. She plays hockey. She's hella dope. Like, she's awesome. want to just get to know her, be her friend. I was looking for ways to learn more about black hockey players. And of course, one of the first things that I came across was soul on ice. It had just been released and I, I emailed Kwame Mason and I was like, listen, bro, tell me about this. I want to know more. How many women are in this? I want to know about women's hockey. He's like, well, Angela James is in there, but you know, it's not all. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, I'll fine. I'll watch it. Uh, he gave me a screening actually to see it. And Herb Carnegie, and Bernice, his daughter, came up. And now I have gone to a lot of the Carnegie Initiative. Um, I went to their first ever summit. I was a panelist at that summit. I've met, I met Bernice Carnegie um, at Willie O'Ree's induction. I have worked closely with Bryant McBride, someone who I consider a mentor, and he got the documentary Willie off of the ground and is a co-founder of the Carnegie Initiative with Bernice Carnegie. So when I heard, <laughs> ah, when I heard that Herb Carnegie got in under the builder category, I was very emotional, very excited. And I know for sure, um, the good Lord willing, and as I say, because I'm a New Yorker, the East River don't rise, I will be at my second Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony watching Bernice and Rage Carnegie um, represent Herb, but also you've got Daniel Alfredson, Robert Luongo, uh, Rika Salen, Daniel Seddon, I'm Daniel and Henrik Seddon, uh, all inducted into the player category. Um, and then, uh, you know, the thing that I said really kind of burned my grits, as we say, is that. I guess it would have been in 2010, the Hockey Hall of Fame allowed for two women a year to be inducted. Angela James and Cami Granado, no longer with us, but was first woman scout, Seattle Kraken, second woman scout, (laughs) Uh, Blake Bolden, first black woman scout. Anyway, um... Am I still sharing this? Probably. I can't like, you don't have to see my emails, but hurry. Nope. Sorry. Anyway, wrong podcast. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that just came to mind. Oh, dark, dark, 
dark days. Let me reset. Okay. Um, so 2010. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just about talking to myself. 2010 is the only year since women were allowed to have two women inducted that we've actually seen two women inducted. And a lot of people are very curious as to why Karen Willett, uh, excuse me, uh, Caroline Willett is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We're still waiting for that to be a thing. Uh, Megan Duggan was available. I mean, Julie Chu is right there. Um, it's, it's really upsetting <laughs> that, first of all, you only allow, like, what are you afraid of? <laughs> I mean, just given the history of the game, there's not going to be, there will always be more men as candidates than women, just because the women's game in any real structure just started in the 90s. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Why are we capping only two women at a time? Yeah. That too many men podcast recalls feeling really good right about now. And not to mention Europeans, not to mention men of color even. It's so white. It's so, it's just one dimensional. And it's disappointing because and I was on a podcast. The the thing that I shared with uh, Blake Bolden is that we were both guests on the Montgomery & Co. podcast, which Renee Montgomery, she's former WNBA player and now part owner of a WNBA team. And she's with the Lebertard & Friends um, podcast network, like too many men. And um, she had me as a guest on her podcast. You know who the other guest was? Blake Bolden. That's right. Um, and it was really interesting. I mean, I knew what I said. Like I remember not verbatim the conversation, but um, I just, it was interesting to hear how excited I was to talk about hockey. And, and, and it was also really great to hear Blake Bolden own her story in a way, and I've told her this in the last handful of years, I've noticed that she's really taken the opportunity to own her story. Blake Bolden, former guest of the podcast, she's really taken an opportunity to own her story, but in her own way. And I love that for her. I'm excited. I, I'm so proud. It was a great show. Check it out. And I also have been a part of fight to even recognize Blake Bolden, who if you listen to the show or if you've ever listened to me ever talk about Blake, you know that she's the first in a lot of ways um, for black women in hockey. But she's not the first woman. She's not even close to the first woman. And there's so many women who are waiting And it hurts sometimes if I really, if I really think about it too long, it really hurts. It really sucks. It's very solemn. But this special guest of mine said she spoke to a hockey player. I'm forgetting. Oh, dang it. Now I gave it away. It's a she. Uh, they spoke to a hockey player. Um, and this hockey player 
said you could think of it as, uh, you know, I didn't do this or I didn't do that or I'm going to prove my haters wrong. That's really what the conversation was about. I'm going to prove my haters wrong. And this, it was a Kings actually player, as a matter of fact, full circle, Blake Bolden with the Kings, you know, we lost out a free agent or a potential trade to the Kings. Um, But this player said, I don't think about it that way. Instead, I think about every time I hit the ice, I get to prove the people who believed in me right. And that's what the Hockey Hall of Fame is, right? That's what it is. Um, I just wish there's some people that didn't have to wait so long and that didn't have to fight so hard or that other people didn't have to fight on their behalf. And, you know, there's this, like Blake said it in the, in the show, there's this humble hockey, uh, I don't know, persona. (laughs) Clearly, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, that's not true. I can be humble about my, my own things, but I don't think everyone, um, you know, I I think sometimes you really got to fight for people. Um, And so I don't think it's always appropriate to be humble. I think that's the easier way, but it's not always the right way, I guess is the best way to say it. And um, I just wish that some people didn't have to work so hard, you know? Ah, I've definitely gotten on my soapbox today. My point is congratulations to the induction uh, class of 2022. That will happen in November. Uh, that's going to be November 11th through Monday, November 14th. Uh, they have the hockey legends game. Uh, I've, I've talked to Angela James at that game, um, and about that game a handful of times. And then the Carnegie initiative is going to have their summit in January. So I'm expecting to be in Toronto a few times. So I'll take you along for the ride. Uh, but (laughs) we're going to close out the show there. And I think the wellness tip is just to elevate the point that I heard earlier today, because it really hit close to home. Find ways to pivot. Uh, Sometimes it's nice to have a chip on your shoulder, like, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson style. He says he pushes himself, I'm too far away, up against the wall. He pushes himself up against the wall and he's like, listen, if you now are coming at me, you got to go. I'm moving you out of the way because my back's already against the wall and ain't nobody putting me (laughs) against the wall. So he has that intense way. And sometimes you need that. I'm kind of that way sometimes, but it does give a different energy when you flip that. And it's like, okay, this is my starting point. And now I'm pushing forward or I'm not worried about my haters. I'm inspired to prove the people who believed in me. Right. So pivot your frame every once in a while. Sometimes maybe you need the, uh, you know, rock style jabroni, you know, approach. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you need it, but you got to know when to turn that off. I'm learning that in a big way. So that's, that's the wellness tip by way of our special guest, which we'll get to after the holiday. Be kind to yourself. And that will allow us to be kind to each other. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go cracking. Let's let's get cracking in free agency and make sure we make a qualifying offer and get it secure. Secure the bag for Ryan Donato. That's all I have to say about that. I'll catch you tomorrow for our one year anniversary. Let's go.